and boom goes the dynamite. It's Monday night, ladies and gentlemen, and you know what that means. Kevin Ely and I are back for a brand new episode of The Boom, your weekly AEW show from right here at Fight Game Media. Kevin, how's your week been, man? It's been good. I went to see the Thor movie today. That was a lot of fun. I saw sit. Thor last night. Yeah. It's fine. The, um, it wasn't think, like awesome or anything, but it was, I really yeah. enjoyed it. It's a great way with, to be with, in air conditioning Ty- for two and a half hours. Yeah. Taika Waititi Thor movies are really fun. And then when you think of them afterwards, you, there's a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. But I think the most fun scene of the movie was, um, and I'll try not to do spoilers here. In kind of the final battle, when Thor shared his power with some mm-hmm, others, mm-hmm. and they launched into battle, yeah, that was that was that cool. was that was a lot of the fun. the music choice was cool and there too. was a yeah, the music choice was great, and there was like a four year old sitting on his dad's lap right next to me. Same here, that kid was marking out. Yeah. That kid was popping big. Same here, there was a little scene. kid in his dad's lap next to me, and he was freaking out. <laughs> Yeah. So, and I think that's what that scene was designed for. Mm -hmm. And man, did it work. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So this, I think this was a great week in AEW. Mm -hmm. I feel like they're bringing everything back together. We're going to talk a lot about that. But this week, Tony Khan went on the Ringer's Masked Man show and talked about how he'd be open to a crossover show with WWE. Mm -hmm. And right now, you think, my my knee jerk, well, well, that's never going to happen. Sure. But Vince could very well be on his way out. In fact, it will be shocking if he survives the current controversy with all the new news that broke this week. Yeah. Um, And a WWE without Vince, with Steph and Triple H kind of in charge, Mm -hmm. I think anything could happen realistically. I I think Triple H might be open to doing something like that. And so if that could happen... We decided to come up with a few matches we'd like to see sure. on the AEW WWE Forbidden Door show. And uh, I'm really excited to hear yours because you always have such incredible booking ideas. Uh, I don't know. Mine are mine are pretty standard, I feel like. But, yeah. I mean, I, I love are, sitting down and doing this stuff. I, I would yeah. sit there and do this back, you know, we could do, from when I was 12 years old. We could do an old. entire... Yeah, we. I feel like we could do an entire bonus show on this. Yeah. And one of my weaknesses in putting the in putting mine together is are I, I don't watch WWE now. Right. I watch I watch a match on occasion and I keep up with it. Mm-hmm. Like I watch recaps every week of Raw and SmackDown, yeah. so I kind of know who's who. And um, there's a lot of people right now that I know well from when they were in the Indies. And so uh, I, I said, let's each make five. I ended up with an 11 match card. <laughs> so I like let's, six let's or seven. Get going. All right. Okay. Uh, let me start at the kind of, well, I won't start at the, I'll, I'll start right at the top. My main event would be okay. uh, Roman versus Moxley of just the okay. shield versus I shield. A, I have a very similar match okay. to that. And I'll go ahead and give you that. All right, go ahead. I have. I have Roman versus Moxley versus Seth See, Rollins. Oh yeah, that's what we should have seen with, years with, ago. And, and I picked, and I picked, I, I had the idea, and then I saw somebody else give this idea online. I don't remember mm-hmm. who, but they had the best idea for a finish, which is mm. Seth pinning Roman. Oh so yeah. So that way, both like mm-hmm. Moxley doesn't pin Roman. Roman mm-hmm. doesn't pin Moxley, and. Uh, to me, that's yeah. a, that's a great way to finish it to make both 
companies happy. And that's the only one I have a that finish in. I like your better. I read it yeah. online. I love that. We should have right, had that match good. at WrestleMania at some point, and so this would be undoing that. So, yeah, I would go with that for sure. Seriously. For real. It's kind of crazy that one never happened. Yeah. Okay, what's your second match? Brian Danielson versus Matt Riddle. That's really good. That's I really good. I've got so fun. I don't know I if have, they ever did that when uh, I'm sure they probably had a match. I think maybe when Riddle first came up, he had a match with Danielson, but mm-hmm. there's just something different. My, I've got a Brian Danielson match against someone different. And I also wonder if that ever happened, because if it would have happened, it would have happened at a time when I was both not watching WWE mm-hmm. and not reading recaps. And that is Brian Danielson versus AJ Styles. Oh, yeah. Like that is meaningless company versus company. Yeah. But that's just a match I want to see yeah. desperately. Right. That's And I yeah. don't think I have. Yeah. that That's just like legend versus legend. The best workers of the last 15 years. Probably, yeah. you know. Yeah. 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 That'd and I think, I think AJ, I think the only reason AJ isn't still getting talked about in the conversation for best worker is not only is he is he not in a company where he can go all out, but he's also not not quite at the top. Like he's a top guy in WWE, mm-hmm. but he's not getting lots of opportunities to wrestle guys up to his level. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they, and there are lots of guys on his level in WWE. Um, there there are, yeah. but I, I haven't heard that much of him wrestling. I, I think he's slowed down a little bit too. I mean, not not. I mean, intentionally so. Intentionally so. In yeah. 40s. I think he's like a, you know not taking it easy or anything, but I think he's just sort of the Shinsuke Nakamura what? thing. Yeah. One thing that surprised me is um, I remember hearing a quote. I don't remember who it was from, but they said that um, there was a major match. There was a major AJ Styles match, and he walked walked into the back, and Vince McMahon like pot, patted him on the shoulder and said, I really wish I'd signed you a decade ago. <laughs> and, and I bet he did. Yeah. I bet he did. Yeah. That's a good okay. story. What's next? Uh, typically I don't like, so at Forbidden Door, when they did this, I, 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 I preferred that they didn't, but for this, I think mm-hmm. it'd be awesome. FTR versus the Young Bucks versus the Street Profits versus the Usos. Oh my God. In a fatal That's a great way. one. That's a great one. Yeah. That'd be insane. You so, just go like 25 minutes and it would never stop. Yeah. My, t- I've got one tag team match on my card and that is the Young Bucks versus uh, kind of reunited New Day with Xavier and Kofi. Since nice. I don't think yeah. Biggie Big e won't probably be back. coming yeah. back. Yeah. To me, those like two of the biggest tag teams of the last two yeah, years. Yeah, you're right. And I think, and I think particularly, and I hate saying this because it would make it would be really interesting with Big E in it. Yeah. But with the two smaller guys, I think it would be a pretty exciting match. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. And you know they they're yeah they would they would go all out. Or yeah. if Big E is back, just throw in Adam Cole on the Young Bucks side. And you're good. Oh, to go. for sure. Or even Kenny, if you were back, but I don't, I don't have oh Kenny God. down anywhere. I don't have, I don't have Kenny down either. I kind of went and with I, who was mostly available right now. Yeah. And I thought about, I thought about Kenny for a lot of matches and maybe I don't even remember. I think that's why I didn't put him in, but I think you're right. If you get big E back, then you get Kenny back yeah. and that's the six man. That's a hell of a match. That would be super fun. Okay. What's your next one? Uh, Wardlow versus Gunter, or the former, oh, the that former would be Walter. Right? Yeah, a hoss fight. Hoss fight. Get- I did. I didn't work in. I did not work in Wardlow, and I guess it just slipped my mind. 
Um, but also I was thinking, I was trying to think, I haven't seen a lot of Austin theory. And I was trying to think of like a young, yeah. hot, like the young, kind of the new hotness mm-hmm. to put Wardlow against. I couldn't think of it. Yeah. And I could not, I didn't think of Gunther and that's perfect. It's also going to be champion versus re- champion. It'd be TNT champion versus, I think Gunther's still the Intercontinental champion. But I don't like Let's you. I don't really kind Let's of bear. Yeah, we'll we'll make him one. <laughs> and I and I and I'm kind of protesting the name Goonfield yeah, along with most true. of the internet. Wardlow um, versus Walter. Okay. There you go. Oh, that's perfect. Wardlow Walter yeah. Battle of the W's Battle of the One Names. It's great. That's even better. Okay, what's your next one? Uh, so I had like three women's matches that I lined up and I was trying to pick which one. But um, I've got two women. One would, I've got two women's matches. Give me I'll your list first. Them all. Uh, so uh, one yeah. would be Becky Lynch versus Thunder Rosa. Oh, that's really good. I didn't use either of them. Okay. Another would be Liv Morgan versus Britt Baker. I had Britt Baker versus Charlotte Flair. Ooh, that'd be good, too. You'd know that'd be good because match. Charlotte Flair would be trying to embarrass her. <laughs> oh, yes, Absolutely. My other women's match is a hoss fight It's in and of itself, yeah. and that's Jade Cargill versus Rhea Ripley. Oh, see, I have Jade Cargill versus Bianca Belair. Yeah, oh, any, either one, one of those would be super That's really fun. good. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think we got more I, – I, I still – okay, this is the weirdest story in wrestling. And since we're talking WWE, yeah. AEW, um, Sasha and Naomi. Uh-huh. It's Sasha and Naomi, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we got like more confirmation that they're probably released this week, but it's still not like officially yeah. <laughs> official. But every yeah. week it's like there's more confirmation, but we more still don't know. And I'm that like, they're talking about probably being released. Like Sasha really need like Renee Paquette really needs to get Sasha on sessions oh, to clear man. this up ASAP. Like I th- yeah. She could get her. I think that would be the most listened to podcast. Well, my first thought, my history. first thought would be whatever release she get would probably require some sort of NDA, but that may not be. But WWE might, may not be, be so holding into hold, holding people to NDAs at the moment. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's actually oh, I, a law. I was just hearing last night about a not to get into politics, but uh, about a law that's being um, going to Congress that will uh, basically ban. Anyone being held liable, held by an NDA if if what they're discussing is involving sexual harassment. So basically, okay. like to if me, you leave with an NDA and and you're it, it doesn't withhold you from talking about yeah. being harassed or mistreated. To me, to me, that's a good idea, but I think it should be. I should think they should make it more simple than that. Because, of course, people can can start parsing language mm-hmm. over sexual harassment, et cetera. It should be you can sign an NDA to protect company information, mm-hmm. but you can't sign an NDA to protect against a criminal action. Yeah. To me, that's the way to go yeah. is just NDAs cannot cover a criminal action. Although, if I'd signed that $7.5 million NDA, <laughs> I wouldn't want anybody overturning that. My God, the yeah. things I'd, I'd let Vince do to me for seven million. <laughs> not Jesus touching that Christ, one, <laughs> man. No, I shouldn't have said it. I really sh- I knew I shouldn't have said it, but I had to say it. Uh, okay, I'm going to give you my worst match okay. of AEW versus WWE Forbidden Door, guaranteed. All right, but I feel like if it happened today, this match would happen. Okay, Satnam Singh yes. versus Almost. Oh my God. 
Wow. Horrible match. That's your cooldown. Yeah. That's <laughs> your cooldown <laughs> match. In between two five-star matches, yeah. that's your one-quarter star oh, match man. tonight. That would be rough. <laughs> it would be so bad. Wow. You know what what we what you'd have to do? Does almost have anybody managing him at the moment? Uh yeah, um uh um MVP. Maybe almost an MVP versus Jay Lethal and Satnam Singh. Oh, that could Maybe work. Maybe that's yeah. the way to go on yeah. that. You'd have a hard time getting a like idea. you'd have to you'd have to have armed guards like trying to escort Satnam Singh out of there to keep Vince away from like kidna- kidnapping <laughs> him and taking him straight to Saudi yeah. Arabia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> making him a star there. <laughs> it would it would be reminiscent of John Moxley um kidnapping his young boy. Right. Back in the day. Yeah. Okay, what's your next match? Do you have another one? Uh I added one right when you were talking about because you were talking about how you didn't have one for Danhausen, and I I I put okay. down Danhausen versus Baron Corbin. Or Happy Corbin. Oh my god. I don't know what that. Would I don't like. even know. But when I, I was but thinking I would like of who, to see it. who would I want to see most frustrated yeah. by Dan Housen? <laughs> it would either That's be Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn would actually be a good match between that. Would three. be really good. I'd like that. Baron Corbin may not be a good one, but it'd be funny to see them. Okay, <clears throat> my next match is. I've got two more matches, and I really think this one would be good. And I was trying to think of an equivalent of. Like Orange Cassidy had the breakout match of Forbidden Door. Yeah. And I was thinking, who could he have a great match against? And my pick was Matt Riddle. Yeah. I think I think Orange Cassidy and Matt Riddle could have a great match because they can have really hard hitting moments. Mm-hmm. And there's probably nobody better suited in WWE to be drawn into the fake kick mm-hmm. fight and things like that. And he'd probably do it in a really Cassidy. fun way too, because he wouldn't yeah, be, he would have fun. He wouldn't play the angry thing. He'd probably like really go along with it. And yeah, like he'd grin yeah. and look at the crowd and start exactly. And I think that'd be fun. That would be in fun. my last, my last match of the night. And I think WWE would win this match, but I'd love to see it. Braun breaker versus hook. Oh man. That's my last match. That would be that would be really interesting. If you are listening to this right now, Mm -hmm. if you're listening to this, give us your AEW WWE Forbidden Door matchups. Give us the one or two. Give us the whole card if you want. Give us 13 matches. Yeah. Like let us know on Twitter. Tag at Kevin Ely, at Peppermint Fatty. I really want to know everyone else's because this has been a lot of fun yeah. talking about with Kevin. Yeah. Been a, it was a lot of fun putting this card together and I'm, and we're missing so many, like, I know. And I want to know, know some Omega. more of those, like, like, like hook versus oh. Ron breaker type ideas. I mean, like I did. Yeah. I didn't tell you my main event. Oh, okay. My main event is AEW past versus AEW present. Cody Rhodes versus CM Punk. Oh yeah. That's and yes. I thought absolutely. About I thought about Adam Page uh-huh. for that. I thought about mm-hmm. Kenny Omega for that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's CM Punk. I think CM yeah. Punk is the new He's the new Cody. He's the new AEW versus the original. Right. And he's and he's playing well, he was until he was hurt, but he's playing the role that yeah. Cody played of being the mouthpiece for like yeah. the philosophy of AEW. That's right. And you kind of talked about mm-hmm. how he made Cody Rhodes a little obsolete yeah. and kind of took his spot a little bit and left him kind of floating. Oh, you're right. And so that would be good. That would be a good match. too. I bet they'd matches. have a great match. I bet they would have such a good match. Oh, it'd be so good. 
And I, and again, so many favorites of mine, like Adam Page. I, yeah, I didn't have anything for him. Yet, yeah. And there's the spots there, right. but I just don't know the people well enough. Like yeah. there, I guarantee there would be a great Austin Theory match you could put on. Yep. I'm just not familiar I enough hear, with like, Austin who Theory people, to put the, it Who together. people think would have like a really great Wheeler Yuta match? Like who you know? Yeah. Like or uh, I also yeah. thought about. Um, I thought about with the Brian Danielson versus AJ. Mm-hmm. Maybe Brian Danielson and um, Takeshita. Versus AJ and Nakamura. Mm. I thought about that briefly. I that think would, that be, would fun. be fun. Because um, Takeshita is so good right now. Yeah. And he keeps losing. Yeah. But And again, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But he is so freaking good. Yeah. He is going to be... I don't know how old he is. But uh, 26, I years. Think. When he's 30, how great yeah. is he going to be? Yeah. It's wild. Okay. The other thing I want to talk about before we really launch into the show... Um, is this week Marco Stunt got interviewed about his the name drop that Christian Cage used of him on um, on Dynamite this mm-hmm. week, and he basically said he basically said storyline it makes sense, um, personal wise you could tell he wasn't really a fan of it, and I know it's not going to happen, but I, I told you this off air. I really I would be really interested in a match between. Marco and Jungle Boy versus Christian and Ward uh, Christian and Luchasaurus. I don't think it's going to happen, yeah. but I think that would be a really, really fascinating match. Yeah, and we brought up too that even like a singles match with Marco and Christian would uh, would probably be actually pretty good. Yeah, uh, I think it would if they wanted to. Yeah, I mean it has a pretty limited shelf life, but yeah, I mean I, I if I were him, I don't know how mad I'd be, but you know if someone asked him. It, I think like it's it's like so you don't want me on the show but you're willing to use my name like cut me a check give me yeah. a per appearance fee for using my name in an I angle mean, or something you know absolutely I mean th- I mean I 100% agree with that. I think that's the most well that is the best way you can say that is they're still using him yeah. for this angle and he's not making a penny and I don't like that yeah. guy I feel like the guy could use a few uh few dollars in his bank account. Cut him a check for a couple thousand dollars. By the way, by the way, we got a price, whether it's real or not. We got a price for, I think, Layla Gray is her name. Mm -hmm. The newest (laughs) uh, trial baddie. Yeah, the interim baddie. We got a price of, I think it was $1,200. It was $1,100. $1,100. She signed a shockingly similar contract to the one I signed for Haunted Live. (laughs) And she should have held out for more, much the same as I should have. But, um, Maybe she'll get more of an I, upside I really, if she gets re-upped for the full-time baddie status. Yeah, full-time baddie. You got to be making two two grand an episode at least. Yeah. I really wonder if that's the real price. I don't know. I'm kind of thinking that's the real price. I love I love uh, Stokely. How specific Stokely is in his promos, <laughs> like things yes. like that. And when he talked about uh, when he uh, booked her for the match, that he put out a challenge, and it was at 10:39 p.m. Or something, you know, like he's very specific. <laughs> yeah, about, he was exact. Yeah. And that's that's one of his biggest charms for me. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Okay. So if you want to get exact about things, five dollars. That's the exact number you have to pay each month for Fight Game Media Plus. And that is through patreon.com. Go to patreon.com slash fight game media for extra shows from each of the hosts every every month. Also, full-length versions of Brace for Impact and a number of, of other shows every month here. 
Again, for just five dollars, you're supporting me, you're supporting Kevin Ely, and everyone else here at Fight Game Media. And of course, as always, don't forget to check out FightGameMedia.com for all the latest news in MMA, boxing, and pro wrestling. There's a lot of Jake Paul news going on. And if I know one thing about pro wrestling fans, you're looking for your Jake Paul news right now. <laughs> you're like, you know what? We got Logan. We need to know more about Jake. Right. And uh, that and that and so much more, FightGameMedia.com. Okay. What's next in the lineup here, Kevin? Well, we can probably, I mean, we can probably get to the heat index. We kind of already talked about how we feel like AEW, like this week, they're kind of getting back well, realigned. Like I, I, I kind of gave one sentence on, but like yeah. this has been to me a really good, a really solid two weeks in a row mm-hmm. for AEW, and we can kind of expand on that as we go through what like the the big moments on Dynamite and Rampage. Mm-hmm. Rampage had some really good matches this week, and AEW had a lot of big things. Yeah. And I saw somebody say, maybe it was Wrestle Talk. Like I, I mentioned Wrestle Talk a lot. I'm not trying to send everybody over there, but like every day at work when I eat my lunch at my desk, I watch Wrestle Talk videos. And I think they said like AEW feels like it's missing the one big thing right now, the one big storyline. I think that's true. And that's kind of fair. Yeah. That is fair. But they've got a lot of pretty good like B-side mm-hmm. storylines going right now. And there was a lot of great ones, such as Christian Cage and Matt Hardy this week and the Marco Stunt thing. We had two really good title matches. We're going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure we'll touch on a lot of it here during the Heat Index. So I I only have a loose idea of my Heat Index this okay. week. I was, too, I was too engaged in booking AEW yeah. WWE. <laughs> right. You have to get a prioritize. So I'm going to have a lot of in- – I'm going to have a lot of input on your heat. All right. Good. Start at the bottom. Start at the top. Let's start at the bottom. That's what I like. My uh, honorable mention who I did have at five and I just couldn't keep him there. Um, But I have some thoughts on that when we get later further up the list is. This is a great Matt Menard. Matt. Okay. I'm going to throw in my honorable mention right now. And it's the new best friends track suits. They've been going (laughs) two weeks. They're my honorable mention. But my God, Matt Menard is. Matt Menard is so great, and we got we got clips of his promo. Yeah, we got clips of his promo on Dynamite, but we didn't get the whole thing. Yeah, and the whole thing. Um, oh my God, Garrett's! I didn't mute my phone. Garrett's gonna gonna lose his mind after he hears. <laughs> it's all right, that he's voice. used to it from Dave. Um, <laughs> um, he's he is the best promo in the business right now. I like Matt Menard's promos right now more than Moxley. Maybe more than Kingston. Mm. Um, although Kingston had a really good one. I, he had a really great moment on on Dynamite mm-hmm. this week. Mm. But my, Matt Menard's a star. Just waiting for someone in AEW to realize he's a star. And I think they know he's good, clearly, to be in the JAS. Mm-hmm. He could be a top. They could make him a top guy. I really think they could if they... Just put some heat behind him. Put some momentum behind him because his promos are phenomenal. I, yeah, I, w- I won't go quite as far as you with my enthusiasm, but uh, L- let me say yeah, one last. Thing. Sure, I know some people listening to this disagree with yeah. me on this, yeah. and I know some very good people, some good human beings, smart human beings disagree with me this. And I want. I'm just saying, I will physically fight <laughs> on the street in a ring. Where yeah, give him a taste. I got thirty seconds of cardio, so you got you got a chance. Right, but for thirty seconds, you got all three hundred and fifteen pounds coming at you, buddy. <laughs> 
for Matt Menard. Yeah. All right. Right. This is the Matt Menard Appreciation Society. And, oh, and that should be our we're, we're steamrolling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm done. All right. I, I am in the Matt Menard Appreciation Society. I'm, I'm not going to go so far to say he could be a very, very top guy, but he could definitely be bigger than he is. Not, yeah. Yeah. Like when I say top guy, I'm thinking challenging for the TNT title. Yeah. Something like that. He's clearly, you know. Well, I don't he's know. maybe he, maybe running his own faction one he's day. He's definitely very own faction. He's definitely broken. I feel with this and the promo he did after um, the Anarchy match that he's yeah. definitely found a new gear that he may have had the whole time and just never got to show. But you can just right. tell when someone gives the promo of their life, you know. Yeah, and he's done that twice in the last five weeks. Twice, twice. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Now yeah. this promo. That you can, I think it's on the it's on the road to from last last Tuesday, building up to this dynamite. Yeah. Uh, it look that was the most scrutinized, chopped up, and parsed parsed through promo in the world on Tuesday evening in the so in the Facebook Fight Game Media Group, and I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed the deep deep dive and geekiness analysis of it, of the pros and cons of it, and all that. Half the group, I feel like, or maybe forty percent of the group, mm-hmm. felt like this was totally against his his heel character, totally against yeah. it. Yeah, I think I'm correct in saying that. And then I felt like half sixty percent mm-hmm. kind of agreed with us and just loved it. Mm-hmm. Where do you put the percentages on that? Because I, I didn't follow it as closely as you did, so I yeah. might be. A oh, I was deep in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were all in. I was, and I was loving. I was kind of. I was. I was the guy in the bar when they turn the lights on and tell you you can't go home. But you don't have to go home, but you can't stay reading, here. I was reading you, and I was reading Paul. Yeah, well, it's pretty much me and Paul were last men standing on it before we just agreed <laughs> to part as friends. But, uh, but yeah, I mean it. Um, and then they continued it later. Paul and uh, Jeff Hawkins on the Dynamite Show, which they put on the YouTube channel, uh, and I thought they had a really good. Um, Jeff, Ooh, Jeff had some really good I, insight into that as an improv coach. Um, I know what I'm, I know what I'm, I'm, I'm going to be watching during, uh, during my lunch at my desk. Oh yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. If you haven't caught right that there. yet, go I haven't, I haven't the first 10 yet, minutes no. will warm your heart too, but, um, awesome. Uh, yeah. I mean, so one of the things is like, you can parse through the content of promos and things like that as if they are written screenplays that have been edited and, you know, all that stuff. And it's the difference. What I called it was the difference right. between critiquing like an album recording and mm-hmm. like a solo during a live show, like someone just going yeah. off on their guitar. And that's what this was, was a guy cutting yeah. a solo and not everything came out clucky. You know I mean? Like, yeah, he probably, once he tapped into the thing about missing his kid, taking his first steps, like he went, mm-hmm. he just kept going with that and it made him a little more sympathetic and all that. But you know what? Like, I just like seeing people do the best work of their life. It's more like an impromptu stand-up performance, yeah, really. Right. Um, and he's and he took like a little said, side then, trip. This hasn't been edited. Yeah, and maybe you know, maybe if you were to go back and like Jeff had really good insight into, you know, if he were his like coach, promo coach, what would he mm-hmm. tell him? And it was probably like you know, think, think a little more. Number one, think a little more tightly about where you want to go and where you want to end. And also, like, he's he's such a big voice and big personality. Like, how intense would it have been if he had actually gone low with that, like, like gone soft with it, you know? Ooh, and it just I been, cannot wait to listen to this. And I would have really enjoyed that. But 
<clears throat> hey, look, I I like people see, get I like watching people get better at what they do. And that's yeah. what I saw that night. And that's what excited me. So when I say this guy's breaking through or this guy's a top guy or this is the best promo of the week or whatever, it's not necessarily that it technically was the best craft, but it was yeah. just the most notable and the one that made that made me feel the most, you know. So, you know, I think let me get. OK, one more clarification. Sure. When I say he should be a top guy, yeah. maybe they should consider putting one of the 21 belts currently in AEW <laughs> around that man's waist. Doesn't have to be TNT. Yeah. It could be the um, the the Southern Mid Atlantic Memorial Belt, you know? Right. There's a lot of options. What was the with I think you came up with the I'm trying uh, to think of the belt the I came up with South, South Atlantic True TV title. That's, is, that's exactly yeah. right. Let's see. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I I would have loved to have seen that more followed up on. I have some thoughts on that later when we get to some other matches. But, okay. um, Great. But yeah, honorable mention for him. Absolutely. Okay. I think we spent, I think we went 15 minutes right. on that one. Hey, he deserves okay, it. This number is the Menard four. Appreciation Society podcast. That's exact. By the way, that would, I think that shirt would sell. Matt Menard Appreciation Society, I think that shirt would. He's really the sell. recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainers. That's exactly right. Okay. Number five. I've got FTR. That's pretty solid. Yeah. And this week. And I they mean, were, you could have them in at number one. Week? I don't think so. so. That's, no. that's kind of why I put them in because they were the most over yeah. team and they didn't even wrestle. Yeah. You could have them at number one. Yeah. And I'd be fine with that because when they challenged the Briscoes. Yeah. I lost my mind because yeah. <laughs> we were. Sure. Right. I was sure yeah. that we're never seeing the Briscoes again in AWROH, mm. which makes me think something's changed. And so that makes me think what a lot of people are speculating might be true, that perhaps we're going to get a TV deal announced at, um, at the ROH pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And perhaps that's something that got worked out where they can't be in AEW but perhaps they can be on ROH on True TV or wherever it pops up. Mm-hmm. And I really hope so because two, my two favorite wrestlers are in that match. Jay Briscoe is probably my number one. Mm-hmm. Dax Harwood's probably my number two at the moment. And um, I, I can't ask for anything more. That was my favorite, maybe my favorite tag team match of all time. Yeah. The first one. And now that like, I thought we were never getting a second. Yeah. And it wasn't the fact they lost. Right. It's the fact they lost and were immediately disappeared. Yeah. No one mentioned their name at the press conference. Yeah. They were just our opponents. Brushed or off. Guys. Right. Yeah. And um, and now like there's light. Like, and the thing is, I love that they're in impact wrestling. I love that they're on national TV. Mm. But let's be honest. Impact doesn't have the greatest tag team division in the world. Right. And I want them to be. Yeah. I want them to be wrestling the best tag teams. Yeah. They need to be the best. Yeah. Yeah. And you need the Briscoes to have the best tag team division in the world. I think so. Yeah. If, and, and I understand, I understand why Tony Khan can't have them. I don't like it, but I understand it. Mm -hmm. They've been apologizing for like a decade now, though. It feels like, Mm -hmm. but if they had the Briscoes to me, this is, that's the best tag team division that's ever existed. Yeah. And to me, the only, the only tag team division that's, that's, in the running that might be above AEW right now 
was the w- WCW for a couple years with Doom, the Road Warriors, the Steiner mm-hmm. Brothers, um, Williams and Gordy, the 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 Midnight Express, yep. the Freebirds. I don't think they had rock and roll at the same time, but I do do remember some rock and roll Express Doom matches. So maybe, yeah. but uh, that's the only tag team team division I've ever seen that to me comes close to this. Yeah, and I and it's again, it. It just warms my heart that FTR is as over as they are. Like I love how popular they are, and the and the and and how and and at the time I wondered, I pretty much decided that they that they're they're pretty much intentionally talking about being the best team in the world uh, yeah. in that in that um, that segment where with uh, Hobbs Stark. Uh, Lee and yeah. Swerve and the Bucks come out and challenge the, the them. Set up for the yeah yeah the triple or nothing right um, tag match. They start they start chanting FTR, and it looked for a second like they weren't quite sure how to respond to it. I don't think they were. I don't think they were. And then it, it got it became so loud and so persistent they had to respond yeah. to it. But it was and so you're yeah. looking at three amazing tag teams. Yeah. And the crowd wanted FTR. And the crowd wanted FTR. So that yeah. So yeah. even in the rundown for next week, I have next week is the match that's FTR versus Swerve in Our Glory versus Team Taz versus FTR's Chance, because you know <laughs> they're going to be chanting for FTR during that match. Yeah. You you said FTR instead of the Young Bucks. By the way, oh. we know what you meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know what you meant. Yeah, and the Chance are going to win. I I am full faith in that. Yeah. With, oh my God! I wish FT. I wish FTR Chance could win the belts. That'd be yeah. amazing. <laughs> now that's pretty good, and I think five's a great spot because we literally didn't get a match. Mm-hmm. But like you put in the notes here, they were the top team in a segment with three great teams that they weren't in. Yeah, and the most exciting thing that people were were excited about coming out of the show was the fact they're having the Briscoe rematch, and that's a lot to do with the Briscoes. Was, but yeah. Um, I bought a car today, so if they weren't, on, if that match wasn't on this card, I'd watch the card, but I might not pay for the card. Yeah. But with this match, I'm 100% paying for the card, and I'm not even going to be able to watch it live. I just want to be able to watch it as soon as I get home from work because I'm working until 10 p.m. that night. Yeah. Um, I want to ha- I want to see it immediately when I get home. Yeah. Also, I realized that night, like I'm going to be, for those that don't know, I'm going to be working social media for reels for the debut of On Patrol Live. Um, I'm going to have to, I'm literally going to have to mute all these terms on wrestling. Oh, just to keep the up. Show. Yeah. So are I like, if I don't mute them, I will be spoiled on everything oh, man. and I don't want to be spoiled. Yeah. And I'm going to be running two different social media accounts. So I'm going to have to mute. <laughs> like I'm going to have to get to get there early to mute all these things. So I'm not explaining to my boss yeah. while I'm why I'm muting the term dim boys <laughs> at, in my office on two different accounts. Right. <laughs> so that's going to be it's, it's going to be a, a little iffy that yeah. night. Okay. <laughs> Number four. Number four. I have Kanosuke Takeshita. And you just mentioned him earlier. He's so good. The dude's auto. Oh, he's so yeah, good. I put down he's lightning in a bottle. Like they have something special yeah. with him. And if they don't do anything with him, like I know that they probably just brought him in as like, here's a guy to come through just kind of like when they bring through Rio or, you know, Eddie Kingston just got his first win in his career. Over right. <laughs> right. AW. He won a singles match. First win. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I get it. I get he's a young guy. He's basically on, on their version of excursion. Mm-hmm. So I get that. 
But yeah, but he's like me. Muda. I mean, he's like exactly he's that guy this who's like, like you could be a gigantic U.S. star and then yeah. go back to Japan and be an even bigger one. I've heard so many podcast discussions over the fact that um, the guy that was managing Muda in WCW talked him into not being a face because then the manager wouldn't be his manager anymore if he was a face. And what a big miss that was. Muda should have been WCW world champion. He was over. He was over with women. Yep. He was over with everybody. Yeah. And Takeshita should should be winning matches. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, again, you got 21 titles. You can right. give him a title. I mean, there's one for every three wrestlers in, right. in AEW right now or every four. He would be a great exactly all well because that. that dude's everywhere. Be He's great. going everywhere. And Can you imagine yeah. how great a match between him and he and Pac would be, oh, even man. if he didn't win, even if he didn't win, but he would be a great champion. Cause like you said, he's out there wrestling everybody. Yeah. Um, he's going to like his, one of his matches is my should have been on dynamite this mm-hmm. week. Um, he's yeah. All Atlantic. That's the one for him to, to battle for because nobody in AEW is really challenged for it yet. It's all right. People in other organizations. Mm-hmm. He would be a great, he'd one. be great. I mean, King of the Atlantic is the first thing I saw when I first saw him. That's right. When I he first looked at set eyes on Takeshi, I said, this is King of the Atlantic. Okay, right yeah. Here. All of it. All of the Atlantic. The the whole the whole damn thing. Yeah. Mid Atlantic, South Atlantic, North Atlantic, all of it. Yeah. Yeah. All, all of it. Okay. All right. Number three. Number three. Still have Orange Cassidy at number three. He's just he's not the tippy top guy, but man, he's right on top now. All he does right now is have great matches. Yeah. I loved his match with Tony Nese on Rampage this week. Mm-hmm. And again, when, when while everybody's out, he, he's your he I think he's your number two face in AEW right now. Moxley's number one. He's number two. And I think I don't think Eddie Kingston is above him right now. And even Eddie Kingston is a little bit like when I look at wrestling history, I look at face heels, mm-hmm. and there's a very few select people who are kind of anti-heroes, mm-hmm. like the Punisher, mm-hmm. like Stone Cold Steve Austin, right. where they're getting cheered, even though they're doing some bad things. Yeah. And I kind of, I have Kingston kind of slotted in there right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't think of another of another face right now that's the, other than Moxley that's bigger than Orange Cassidy at this moment. At this moment, yeah. I mean, he, and and he's such and a unique slot is, too, because yeah. he's he's, you know, he is a guy that I think you could put in title matches, but but both champions yeah. are faces right now, so there's no reason to, yeah. to do that. But he's just that right. great guy who can just outsmart the bad guys and and just have really entertaining main events on TV, and and they're all very different. It was it was a perfectly timed comeback, and I don't think they were timing the comeback. I think he got healthy yeah. at the perfect time when. Almost all the faces slotted above him are, are out. Mm-hmm. With Punk, Punk is out. Brian Danielson's out. There's just so many people injured right now. It was like AEW needed him mm-hmm. because if he wasn't there right now, I don't know. Maybe you, you push Wardlow harder. Mm-hmm. You don't hold back as much as you did on Wardlow. Maybe that's the change. I don't know. But um, they've needed him, and he's been great on TV every week. Yeah, he's been great. And and honestly, like Tony Nese is a guy who is kind of getting over with me in matches he keeps losing. Yeah. Um, and at some point, I hope he gets a pretty decent push because I, I, all I see him do is lose, but I like him more and more each week. Yeah, he has been good. I like seeing him out of that cruiserweight 
bubble that he was yeah. in before where, you know, he can have yeah. some more character and he and Mark Sterling are a good match. They are. They, they really are. By the way, Mark Sterling, I, I did not like him early on. I thought yeah, they didn't need him, but he's over with me. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of your um, he's kind of your Swiss Army knife uh, d bag kind of. Yeah, he can plug and him in anywhere because he's a lawyer. Yeah, that's because he's a lawyer. You can match him up with anybody yeah. at any time, right? And he's kind of like your all access asshole mouthpiece yep. for any heel. Absolutely, you, you need you need to pair him with, right? And it works really well. Yep. All right. By the way, yeah, go ahead. I don't remember what match it was, but did did he? Who, wait, who did um? Who did Jose the assistant get in kind of a brawl with outside the ring this week? Uh, Alex Abrahantes. That's right. This is maybe the first time I've ever seen Jose in a brawl where he didn't go shirtless. Like that man loses his shirt. Yeah. He is so proud of his body right yeah. now. He loses his shirt every episode. I was sure he was going to lose it this week and he didn't. I'm wondering if we'll get an Alex Abrahante Jose match. We have to. Like, yeah. Both of them God have knows trained. What that look like no, they have. Yeah, Jose's, they a, Jose's have. a full-on wrestler, right? And then I think Alex had yeah done a little bit. Alex, Alex doesn't need to be a, a full wrestler yeah. because Alex Abrahantes possesses five hundred percent more enthusiasm yeah. than anyone else in the business. Yes. Like you can give him the most asinine gimmick, and he's going all yes. in on it like that ridiculous outfit he wore they dressed the, him like in, the in, groom reaper from bill and ted's and it was so bad <laughs> but he went and all he the way was, with it he was rapping along he with the never song. like looking at his face he was never less than 100 percent right. in yeah and whether he knew it was stupid or never not never rolled his eyes every never tried to be ironic i respect i that. do too i really respect yeah. that that's how undertakers happen and clearly he's not the undertaker <laughs> But it was things like that that got the Undertaker over. Yeah. That got Dusty Rhodes polka dots over. Yep. That's hundred percent commitment to the gimmick, whether it's shitty or not. That's right. And clearly, that's the biggest difference between Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, and Isaac Yankum, DDS. <laughs> Aside from the fact yes. that DMDs are generally better dentists than DMDs. That's true. We learned that on the AEW interview. <laughs> hey, AEW. Hey, yeah. Okay. Number two. Number two. War- On the heat index. Yeah, Wardlow is back. Finally. 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 And it still doesn't feel like he's quite where he was when he beat MJF, or maybe the week before he beat MJF. Yeah. But we've got the title on him. And I do believe kind of what he said. I believe he's going to bring back the TNT title. Yeah. I think he's going to bring it back to its former glory. Yeah. And I like that they did it in Rochester while shouting out Rochester's the home mm-hmm. of one of the greatest champions of all time, right. and Brody Lee, who I think had the belt like a grand total of like two. Yeah, weeks. I think it was like two but weeks. Still, but hey, I'm fine. Yeah, I am totally fine, fine with, with them it. repeating yeah. that. Repeat it to me until I believe it, and I'm telling my grandkids right. about it. I got no problem. Yeah. Well, it was during 2020, which means like every month was actually the length of like six months. So <laughs> yes, it was actually yes in COVID years. It was he had like an 18 month title reign. So that's a good point. Yeah. That's a really good point. I've never experienced a time in my life is weird time wise. Yeah, it's COVID. Yeah, never. And I don't. And I doubt I ever will again. No. Unless unless monkeypox really 
really get some momentum behind you. Unless we get a big (laughs) hot tag from monkeypox. Oh, God. I mean, we got we got time for mutations. Let's roll. Right. I wouldn't mind working from home personally. (laughs) Puppet up wouldn't mind it either. Yeah. So, I, you know, I rewatched the Wordlow match today. And during the match, he sure seemed as hot as he has ever been. Like just during okay. it, you know, when he's really started right. heating up, when he did that, that swanton off the top rope, when he started taking that out the, f- the ATT guys or yeah. the alleged that, ATT guys. Yeah, I've never seen any of those people before. And I, I, I am very well acquainted with at least the ATT people in the UFC and Bellator. Yeah. If those were ATT people, there may be. LFC, maybe BKFs. <laughs> no, I even know the BKFC people. Um, they uh, so one of them. Maybe though, the I first didn't, I didn't recognize this person, and I didn't know this, so uh, I can't take credit for spotting it. I saw but one Jeff of them. Re- yeah, recognized one of them. His name was Kevin Matthews, and apparently, when uh, Jeff, uh, sorry, when um, Dan Lambert was doing uh, the ATT, pretty much the same gimmick in Impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, that this guy was on the ATT team as one of his wrestlers that would get jobbed out. On oh, impact. Okay. So it's actually okay. some like story continuity. They did the same guy. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Now story yeah. continuity that only, I guess Jeff Hawkins realized, right. <laughs> and I, but I bet Mike Gilbert knew as well. Yep. But uh, I, I do like that. Now that was the first match on the card, right? Yeah, it was the, the show. start of the show. I, th- I think that's why, because mm-hmm. it did feel big. Yeah, I agree it did feel you. big in the moment, but then with a, you've got your 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 world title match later. Right. You've got the Briscoes reveal. We got the return of them boys. Yeah. So much stuff happened on this card right. that at the end of the show I'd kind of forgotten about. It's the Hangman Cage problem. It's what we talked about when Hangman yeah. was the champion. Like you should have had the title match and then like an hour or two. Let's go talk I, to Wardlow. He's like sweaty. He's taking the tape off the wrist. He's got the belt sitting on yeah. his lap, and he just gives a quick little, you know, interview. Just do a little follow up, you know. Although I, I did like Eddie Kingston give him a shout out in his interview. That was really good. I like that. Um, I understand. And I like, I actually like the booking decision to start out with one of your big, biggest matches and to end with one of your biggest matches. Yeah. But I think title matches should go at the end, no matter what, mm-hmm. unless, you, unless it's all title matches, this should have been, this, this should have been the co-main event, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But again, I'm, I'm I'm an old man. Yeah, I'm, I'm semi elderly at this point. Exactly, and so just and that's really the reason I want to remember. I want to remember this moment at the end of the show, mm-hmm. and when it happened an hour and forty five minutes ago, yeah. we've had all these big things happen. Right. The you know the the Christian Cage turtleneck moment. Right. Um, there's a lot of stuff that to make you forget that this happened. Yeah. Well, and it's swept up all the confetti. It, like they had so much more I confetti than I've Leave ever seen. Confetti. And I thought, how are there really going to be confetti all there the rest of the show? Yeah. And somehow they got it all cleaned up. And I thought you should be seeing confetti the rest of the show because you should let them know. The only, yeah. the only thing I've ever seen like that is after every Mardi, every night during Mardi Gras, which is basically a month, mm-hmm. the street, mm-hmm. all the streets, there's like two feet, yeah. two solid feet of garbage and busted beads mm-hmm. in the city of New Orleans has that cleaned off within 15 minutes of the end of each parade. They just like they street are sweepers. Just- like they hit as soon as the parade is over and they are just blasting it with water, with brooms and they, they get it cleaned out. And I have to assume they flew these people in these exact people from yeah. the world to get that done. <laughs> so yeah. to me, if, if that's going to be your first match, yeah. 
on the card, you do two things. You leave the confetti mm-hmm. and you interview Wardlow right before the main event. Yeah. To make people remember to drive it home yeah. that he won. Yep. Um, you know, ha- have the girl that's flirting with 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 Hook yeah. flirt with him for just a second. Yeah. Just even 30 seconds. Like, how are you? How is how is it? How does it feel right now? Mm-hmm. You have you've been the TNT champion for just over for for two hours, right. an hour and a half. What's it feel like? Yeah. Just something like that. Yeah. Super quick. Yeah. But don't say it's Wardslow's world because that's an awful line. And he that's terrible. Stop saying it's terrible. It's been terrible since the first time. Yeah. And listen, I've got to give Tony Khan a lot of credit. People walk out every week in outfits that I might fire them for. And the fact he lets Wardlow keep saying Wardlow's world shows his commitment to kind of letting people <laughs> do their thing. I hope. Yeah. I hope he's not. Right. I really hope he's not grabbing Wardlow by the lapels. Yeah. Like, you got to say, you gotta say pal. got to get in Wardlow's world. God damn it. <laughs> Hashtag. Went, went into a little Vince yeah. there. Um, <laughs> I hope that's not what's happening. No. I hope it's just he lets people do their thing. And I feel like that's what it yeah. is. All right, we got one more on the heat index. Who is it? All right, number one on my heat index, I have Eddie Kingston. And the reason I put him is because I, I agree with what you're saying about, you know, Mox is in the pecking order. It's kind of like Mox. Mox and Kingston are kind of yeah. in between to me a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, Kingston's Kingston's kind of – he never – I feel like he's, he's not in the one big angle. And we said they don't right. really have that angle. But he's kind of in all the angles, right? All like the biggest yeah. ones. He's in all of them. So right now, and he's basically the main character of AEW right now. He's basically yeah. the main protagonist. So they gave him a win. Yeah, and and the reason I was Deal. looking at this because when I looked at the two episodes of mm-hmm. TV this week, we talk about Wardlow getting one match and then you never hear from him again. Mm-hmm. You know, FTRs in a one interview segment and they're not in a match. You know, Mox just comes in and thing. Eddie Kingston had four segments that he was featured in across two episodes of television. He was in the blood and guts recap, which all centered about him, uh, even though he didn't speak in it. Then he did live interview with Tony, which was led to the Ruby riot angle, which the whole Mm -hmm. thing was about her friendship with him. So they have a whole other feud that spun off of him. Then he did the Takeshita match. Then he did a post match promo on rampage, Mm -hmm. talking about the Takeshita match and challenging for the barbed wire match challenge. Then next week or two weeks from now, He'll be the center of that match. He's basically the Dusty Roads of yeah. AEW right now. Yeah, and, he kind yeah, of is. And so everybody, everything's kind of revolving around whoever and he's most mad not just in a body at. shaming type of way. Right. <laughs> Although he was getting his fair share of that this week, which is a shame. Yeah, yeah. And I've I've done more than my fair share of Eddie Kingston body shaming. Yeah. So I'm not putting that on anybody else. <laughs> That's squarely one of my things. Yeah. But he's been great. He's been fantastic. I'm gl- I'm excited to see him getting wins. He's kind of the straw that stirs the drink mm-hmm. right now with so many different people. Yeah. But you kind of distracted me with, with a couple of different things. Now, you reminded me of, of something okay. that is a, Ruby Soho did a really bad job of getting her arm slammed oh, in the door. So bad. By like reaching her arm in. Yeah. And when it's like, okay. There's no the reason Jericho for Ruby doing appreciation. It. The Jericho Appreciation I just had a stroke. The Jericho Appreciation Society has 18 members yeah. approximately. Right. Have one of them sitting in the back of that SUV holding her arm pull in. Pull her arm in. Yeah. Simple as that. So yeah. she doesn't have to do it. Thing is, she knew her arm needed to go in. Right. And nobody was there to pull it in. So she had to put it in. Yeah. 
but it looked terrible. Yeah. And then that brings me back for some reason. This reminds me of a segment that I think we might have both missed talking about. Okay. If I wasn't just reminded, I don't know. And that is the negative one dark order segment. Yeah. And I had a few issues with that, but I also really loved it. I loved that use of um of QT. I loved Adam Adam Page coming out and just everybody's getting their shots in on 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 QT. Mm-hmm. Everybody got their moves in, and I was looking at dark, the Dark Order, thinking how much it shrunk. Mm-hmm. But I thought this is a really good. This is such a solid six people. It's a really solid team right mm-hmm. now. Like I really like this Dark Order, and it wasn't until later that I realized. Colt Cabana wasn't there. Right. And then I saw a story that we probably should have mentioned at the top about how I believe there are rumors that Colt Cabana's contract was not going to be renewed until a number, and I haven't heard the names, but a number of top stars, not CM Punk, stepped up and said, you've got to re-sign Colt Cabana. And there, one of the rumors also is that Colt Cabana has been re-signed but to ROH and not AEW. Mm. And maybe that's why he wasn't there at the moment. And um, he's a great addition to ROH, but I've, I really liked him in the Dark Order. Mm. He was one of the Dark Order's two dads. Right. He and Evil Uno. Yeah. But um, also, everybody's reporting that um, Negative One said, like, I'll, you know, I'll Let's do a boom on I'm you or whatever yeah. when I'm 18. Yeah, but he said 19. He said 19. And I thought that was so weird that he said yeah. 19. And then he just kind of left it and didn't – like that was the end of it. Yeah. And, it, and there was like an awkward pause at the end. Yeah. I, but, I don't um, know if he just misspoke or what. I'm, I, my yeah. theory about that is that they're right – this this is his write-off. Like that he's had his little yeah. run, you know, being the mascot and stuff. And this was – That's a good That's a good thought. I, I, I kind of thought this was like the way they were going to let him have like a little moment. And yeah. then it's like, okay, now go back to school and, yeah. you know – because QT kind of brought up how long are we going to have to see it right, here. Right. And then he's like, you know, when I'm 19, right. um, I hadn't thought about that aspect of it. I hadn't seen anybody say that. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I wouldn't mind it. Like bring him back for a special occasion once a year. Yeah. But he doesn't need to be escorting. Well, clearly he's not escorting Ty Conti right. out anymore. That kid must be. <laughs> maybe he lost interest once. Maybe once day he found out he I wouldn't get to right. be a day anymore. He's like. Once he saw what the, what what Ty and and Sammy were doing right. to that TNT title belt, yeah, mom, I think he's like I need to be in school yeah. right now. I I can't be a part of yeah. this. I hadn't thought about yeah. that until this very moment. Let me go back to Eddie real quick. Yeah, uh, sorry about that. No, you're good. Um, there was something right before we went on air. I was asking for people for opinions, and John Larocca. Oh, uh, oh. he actually just coincidentally was tweeting about this today but uh he he brought up an interesting point that he said eddie versus takeshita was good but the booking was unnecessary eddie versus a jericho appreciation society member going into the barbed wire match with jericho would have been good this would have been better after the eddie jericho feud ended and i was like ah oh, dang it i think you're kind of right you can't disagree with that yeah you can't disagree it's like it makes sense john muse who is another genius uh wrestling mind uh, said he thought it was a harmless choice. Sometimes you're in a normal match, so fans don't always expect a program nod each time out. So we yeah. don't know if there's plans for either person. Um, so so and all that. Both so those opinions both are valid. Can coexist. Yeah. These both coexist. 
It was a harmless match. Yeah. It could have also been did, done more effectively. But it did make me think about what you were talking about, how bad that Ruby segment was. And yeah. I know that, well, I don't know this. I, I read someone say that Tony is very strict about not wanting to have any hint of man on woman violence on his shows. Mm -hmm. So he right. probably, that's probably why that's no probably, one was touching her. Now that could have had Ty Conti sitting in the back. Right. So Sammy's Jericho appreciation society. This was my, Ty this is was my too. rebooking idea for that. They could, it was what, okay. so awesome on Wednesday, you have the same story. You go to the back, but you have, um, Menard. Mm-hmm. Uh, grab the camera or whatever from Jericho, like Jericho points it and you have Tay holding her mm -hmm. and Menard slams the door. Mm -hmm. So then Friday, instead of the Takeshita match, you have Eddie Kingston versus Matt Menard mm -hmm. and they do a, like some just crazy vicious Can thing. Can you imagine yeah. the promo yeah. battle right. in the ring? Yeah. My God. Menard is like, so then they cut the promos leading to that. They do Eddie versus Matt Menard. Eddie makes Menard bleed again right. and then beats the crap out of him, beats him, and then ends it with the challenge of what I did to him, I'm going to do to you, Jericho, and I want the barbed wire match. That way you reward yeah. Menard for the work that he did in the promo and you actually work it into the story because Menard's also trying to revenge his loss for tapping, even though he had a great excuse for tapping. I loved his excuse in his right. promo about how he saved Jericho. But yeah, so I don't know. Those, they, really those, those two guys going back and forth about it made me think about, yeah, you know, me as a viewer, I was more excited to see the Takeshita match and the Takeshita match would have been a better match. Yeah, it was a better match. I was just excited to see it. Yeah. And so I also think I love it when people just like, hey, you know, sometimes Golden State just has to play the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. And that's fine. It could be a good, a good game or a good, exactly. You know, it can be a good game. But I want to give. Yeah. I want to give Ruby Soho some props here. Though. Okay, good. As bad as the, the reach in uh -huh. was, her selling yeah. of the busted arm was phenomenal. She was screaming like she got shot in the face. She did. Or in the chest. I mean, if she yeah. shot in the face, you're probably not doing yeah. a lot of screaming. <laughs> Either way, like she was she was selling. Yeah. She was really doing all she could to sell. That spot of closing the door on someone's hand is one of those tricks in wrestling that I've never understood how they do without actually hurting each other. I know, and it brings us back to the to one of our most popular segments of all time, our discussion of of the cruncher. Yes. And the realization <laughs> it was not our name. Yes, Larry Zabisco. It was Larry Zabisco. <laughs> I think that's our most the most popular segment of all time, yeah. and of, and coincidentally, Tony, of course, Tony Khan my have, bigger fuck up. Tony Khan must have heard it, and, and this is a tribute. Yeah, it brought him back. I swear, I think so, I think one person in AEW is listening to us. Well, I don't know how much power they have. I think I know who it is, and uh, maybe they've been thinking about that crusher that that cruncher moment. Um, easily the worst nickname in wrestling history. Also, I would like everybody listening to this segment to give us your worst nickname in wrestling history. And I'll give you my worst nickname in UFC history. And because I think nicknames should be compact, they should be quick, they should be easy. Yeah. And we had Sean Shirk, very short name, yeah. compact name, the Muscle Shark. Right. Muscle Shark, Sean Shirk. Selling seashells by the seashore. <laughs> exactly. Such garbage.
So yeah, I think it's the cruncher. I bet we can. I bet. I bet somebody can top that. I guarantee you, somebody can top that. Okay, let's see. Next up, what? Okay, what have we missed talking about? What did you think of the butcher and the blade in their match? Oh, they were way off. I don't know whose fault it was. They, because but... I've been liking them lately. Yeah. I've been really liking them lately, and they did not have the best match. I kind of want to blame. I mean, I don't know if it's anybody's fault, but they yeah. were just sometimes not, the chemistry just isn't there. Their timing was just off, and I think I don't know if it just mm-hmm. got their head, but you know, it, it ended up fine. But yeah, it was not their best outing, and it didn't make Swerve and Lee look all that great either. Yeah. Um, I did see. love. I do want to note Ricky Starks though in that post match promo, straight mm-hmm. up acting like 1997 Flair going off on Nitro, running up and down the stage, uh, yelling. I thought if they had let him go for five more seconds, he would have pulled his shirt off and dropped an elbow on it. <laughs> I really like Ricky Starks. Yeah. He's very talented in the ring. He's clearly a great promo. He has a lot of personality. Mm-hmm. I just wonder if his si- if the size isn't there, yeah. and that will keep him from ever getting to the place he deserves. Also, a lot of people mentioned he kind of like he resembles the Rock a little bit. Yeah. You know, a much yeah. much smaller He's like Rock, a Adam Cole sized Rock. Yeah, and I think Adam Cole is kind of his future if he keeps getting better. Mm-hmm. As in, like maybe that's where he ends up as a guy who's fighting for fighting for titles, maybe not winning them, that sort of thing. Yeah, I don't know. Um, well, but I really like him, and I hope he gets there. Yeah, Ricky Starks. The according to the internet, Ricky Starks is six feet tall. Uh, that means five. That means five ten with boots. Okay, that's what that means. In my opinion, in my uh, humble opinion, because what. Let me ask you. This. Yeah, they also list Adam Cole as what? six feet, and Adam Cole is not six feet. Adam Adam Cole is closer is closer to um, the Meat Man. Yeah, Johnny Hungy. He's maybe he is five, to six nine. feet. Tell me what the internet says Keith Lee is. I want to know this. Okay, because I've because I have stood next to Keith Lee, and I'm the exact same height as Keith Lee. Like I look this man in the eyes. Six two. And I am it says not six, six two. Feet. That man is five ten. That man yeah. is five foot ten with boots. Maybe he hit six. I didn't talk like when I spoke to him, he was not in boots. He was a very pleasant man. Yep. He unfortunately did not say indubitably. Um <laughs> but he's that man is five foot ten. Well, I guess and so. Yeah, good. That tells you a little I, something about that's great. I that mean, means I'm six one, so that's good. Exactly. That's exactly right. As am I. Um, much like Dan Housen is six seven, three hundred pounds. Yes. Every bit of it. Unfortunately, I am 300 pounds, which is the perfect weight for a man 6'6", um, which I am unfortunately not. Um, okay, we had we had Roosh versus Penta. Yeah, um, barely remember it. I barely remember it either, and I expected way more out of it. And I will admit I was distracted during this show. I was not fully as fully engaged as I would have liked to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't say anything about it. Like, I really don't remember this match. I think I've just started I assume to tune Penta out, won, but I don't remember. I, somehow, I think I've just started to tune out Penta. I don't know what it That's is, but his when his matches happen, I just sort of, I don't know. They just sort of gloss over, and and Rush is great. I there's something there. Yeah. There's really something to what you just said 
Because when I hear Penta match, I am excited about that match. And then when it happens, I'm looking at my phone mm-hmm. and I wonder what that is. What has changed? I don't know. Um, because we, it's not like we've seen him in a bunch of Roosh matches. We haven't. No. And when we have seen Roosh, he was pretty overpowered in the Royal, um, the Royal whatever. What was it? The Battle Royal? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Royal, the Royal Rampage. The, yeah. yeah, that's right. The Royal Rampage. Yeah. Um, but he was overpowered. Like he get like he gets chopped by John Silver, who is established as a strong man, and then he chops John Silver and puts him down with mm-hmm. him. Um, and he did that to a, a number of people. And I, I was excited to see Roosh, but I barely I barely remember this match. Yeah. I, I definitely was paying like sixty percent attention to it. I think when and when they do the Rush Andrade versus the Lucha Brothers match. I will mm-hmm. be sure to lock in on that one. I'll I'll try to I'll try, try to I'll like, try to make sure I really pay attention to that and give it its due. I'm gonna like try and pound a couple monster <laughs> energies ahead of time and just try and get like super energized because yep. I don't know what it is, but Penta has always been my favorite Lucha Brother. Yeah, and I've always liked his matches. And for you to say yeah. that there's something about Penta matches recently, you're not as interested. Yeah. And for me to experience that, there's something there. There's something going on with the character. And it might just be that we're tired. I don't know. that He's been in the same feuds for a while. But again, yeah. Roosh is new to new. I don't know. He might just be overexposed. They might just be using him too much. I don't know. That is highly possible. We've been getting Penta matches used to be kind of special. Mm-hmm. And we kind of have a Penta match every week yeah, now. Mostly. But again, they're, they're, they're down. They're down a lot of people. Yeah. So Penta gets elevated. Orange Cassidy comes mm-hmm. back and gets elevated. Mm-hmm. I could see that. So this was an emotional match for me. It was um, heartbreaking. The ass claimed versus Fuego, Ruffin, and Bear Country. Ruffin it. I'm telling the truth. That's right, Ruffin it. it. I'm telling you the truth. I don't remember any of those other people. I simply remember the ass ass claimed and everything that happened with them. Like, it was all about I, the drama. No Fuego. I don't. I never saw Bear Country. I don't think they existed. <laughs> I don't think they were on that show. And people are lying to yeah. me. Like, but Billy Gunn ended up choosing his his actual sons, his blood, yeah. and watching watching a member of the acclaimed reach out with the scissors. Yes, and asking Daddy ass to scissor and not yeah. getting scissored. Yeah, it's it was heartbreaking. It was an emotional moment. It, there was real emotion yeah. there. That's ludicrous. Did you feel it was rushed? Like, do you think this should have gone on a little was further? It, it should have. It really should have. It should have gone on at least another week mm-hmm. or two. And that is crazy for AEW. Yeah. Like, we're, I'm surprised this this ended in the next with by 2024, and we got it ending right here. But now there's going to be matches. Yeah. There have to be matches. It had to be that they, they were claimed. just like, as soon as Anthony Bowens is ready to go, we're going to do this feud. Yeah. I think maybe the biggest pop of the night, but an like a negative pop, was the ass the 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 ass boys denying Max Caster yes, his rap. That was great, and I was legit upset. Yeah. Like I wanted to hear the rap. Right, everybody was upset, yeah. and that's how over the acclaimed is right yeah. now. And the ass boys are going to be a, a a great little uh little antagonist yeah. for. They played that so weeks. well just when he pulled that mic off out of his hand and yeah. then didn't get, and I thought, Oh, well maybe they'll win the match. and I'll do it after or something like that. No, no, no. They went for the jugular. They took it all now, from us. The ass boys have been made by Danhausen, mm-hmm. 
and by the acclaim. Mm-hmm. But I think they have legitimately been elevated by these 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 two groups by Dan Housen and the yeah. acclaimed. But I'm wondering now. And I think they're going to need Billy Gunn's help. Can they live up to it in a feud? Mm-hmm. And I hope so. I, I really hope so. And I wonder if they do a six man, who does, who do the acclaimed bring in? Oh, wow. Cause I feel like a, a six man feels natural. Yeah. And I wonder if they bring in Danhausen. Oh my gosh. Because he's the only other person who's yeah. remotely tied yeah. to this. Feud You're right. Because so much is about them getting called the ass boys, which he created. And I mean, he used that to distract them at the at the last. Yeah. When was you're it? Right. Was it the pay-per-view? Uh, yeah. Was that the pay-per-view? When they ran right. out? It's the Forbidden yeah. Door. Okay. So yeah. I want to see that because I think the match and the feud would be good. I also want to see that to mm-hmm. find out what uh, Max Caster rhymes with Danhausen. Oh, my God. That has to happen. Also, I'm, I'm assuming I can see. Oh my God! Scissor me, Daddy Danhausen. Scissor me, scissor me, Danny. Like it's, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. I, I can see a very confused Danhausen reluctantly scissoring the man. Yes. Um. Let's see. So we talked about the Dark Order promo. Mm-hmm. The thunderstorm. Thunderstorm beat Marina Shafir and Nyla Rose. What did you think of this one? It's all right. Did anybody get sandbagged? I did not I see anybody any sandbagged. Got sandbagged. There was a really this. interesting moment uh, where um, they were doing quick tags in the corner, and mm-hmm. uh, Thunder Rosa tagged in, and she chopped uh, Marina Shafir across the face, like or across the chest, like twice. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see Thunder say anything. But Marina screamed at full voice, don't apologize. And then. Oh, wow. And then uh, Thunder Rosa then chopped the hell out of her <laughs> after that. I've got to go back. So I don't I've know because I didn't. If that I was missed, a reference to something the else. there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she screamed it. Uh, they didn't call it. There has to, to have it. been. Some- yeah. For for that for the sandbag match yeah. for that to have got it got so much mm-hmm. notice on the internet that had to have been something discussed backstage and probably something discussed with Tony Khan right. and so that sounds like that's got to be what that so reference to one theory could be very likely yeah one I mean you might think maybe Thunder like was like being too self conscious. Of being mm-hmm. of being cooperative and like chopped her a little hard and just kind of muttered under her breath, mm-hmm. sorry. And Marina's like, I'm not being patronized, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that was an interesting dynamic. But you know, they're an interesting team. I don't know why they I don't know why they need a team right now other than someone came up with a funny name. Yeah. But this <laughs> it's gotta be yeah. it. By the way, and I am not I'm not attacking Thunder Rosa yeah. here. But I want Thunder Rosa to be the best Thunder Rosa she can be. Okay. We go back a year, maybe 14 months to the no hold, the lights out, no holds barred, whatever match with Britt Mm Baker. Has Thunder Rosa had a match since then that even approached that match? Even approached it? I don't think so. Because I don't think she has. I don't think Britt has either, though. I don't. I don't think either have, and I don't think 
if we want to talk stars, like whatever that was, I think it was four and three quarters. Let's say five stars. Okay. Let's say yeah, five. Just, yeah. I don't think she's had beyond like a three, three and a half since. Like she has not been impressive since. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what's going on there because she was – that wasn't her only great match a year ago. There right. were a lot of great matches. And I feel like she's fallen off. And she's one of the few people in AEW who's working multiple matches nationwide every week, specifically in Texas. Right. Um, and I want I want that great Thunder Rosa. I want five star Thunder Rosa yeah, back. Yeah. And we're and I keep I keep looking for it and I keep not getting it. And she's still one of the best workers in AEW yeah. for sure. One of the best female workers. And um and I like the new stuff with Dustin Rhodes and all that, and her using some of his moves in a few matches. Yeah. But I still want more. I still want Well, she's like, in I Japan right we now. Can get that epic that epic Serena Deeb match yeah. at some point. Right. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping maybe, maybe Japan opens, open, is she in stardom right she's now? She's in, no, Japan? she's in that uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro, which is where most of the okay. AEW women come from. The AEW Japanese. Okay, that's right. Um, I hope that maybe ignites some, some fire in her, you know, as it's different, it's new people. I'm hoping that kind of wakes her up because I feel like she can be better and I just want her to be better. But she's still really good. Yeah, so oh. she had a match uh, that I didn't see, but it's on Russell Universe uh, against Miyu Yamashita, who I know very. I don't. I don't follow. I just had to decide not to follow Joshi because it's just too much stuff to keep track of. Yeah, and uh, apparently many people are considering her one of the very, very, very best in the world right now, and um, and are okay. hopeful that she will come over here and uh because she beat thunder rosa i believe in their match in japan right and um hopefully there'll be a rematch for that so i'm kind of hoping this run in japan will kind of shake off some of that baggage there's one more thing i want to talk about with this match i feel like a conversation was had backstage with tony khan and whoever Mm -hmm. let's say kenny omega big man Raina Shafir is just not getting over. What can we do to get her over? And then somebody says, does anybody have any umbrellas? <laughs> because there's no other reason for these two women to walk out with umbrellas. There's no other. And they're, they weren't used They're protecting anyway themselves from the rain, from the thunderstorm. They were protecting themselves from the thunderstorm. Yeah, there's a storm brewing. I never thought about that. <laughs> and that makes me so sad now that I've heard that explanation. Because it's the right explanation. That's what happened. And it makes me want to die. <laughs> like completely. It makes me want to just walk out into the ocean. Yeah. Into, or I, I guess there's an ocean somewhere. Yeah. It'd west be a, it'd west be a of Albuquerque. Walk, yeah. It makes me want to go die in the <laughs> desert and just give it all up. Just give it all up because that is clearly what happened. They could have. They could have played it up a little more, though. Because I think they one of them just I mean, kind of dropped it, it. Like mentioned it in a pro- oh, one of them said something. I, no, in a no, no. They didn't say anything. But they like walked out. But then like one of them like just threw the threw just it threw aside it as soon as she came out. Like, well, what am I doing carrying this? I mean, I didn't. I was like so confused. I'm like, are they doing doing a Poppins gimmick? Yeah. <laughs> like what's <laughs> that'd be amazing? Like are they <laughs> practically perfect in every way? Marina Shafir comes down from yeah. the ceiling with with the umbrella. Uh, they someone a bumper they shoot need to have someone do a. Yeah, they, maybe that's maybe what they can have Lee Bates Is do. that what you were? Yeah, do the Mary Poppins gimmick. 
and just come yeah. in from the ceiling with her thing. And then what's wild is that in 2022, any reference to Mary Poppins makes me think of Guardians of the Galaxy 2 yeah. and Arrested Development. Those two yeah. things, not Mary Poppins itself. Um, okay. <clears throat> I'm glad to kind of know, like, know that it made what they did made sense. I feel like maybe it, they should have mentioned we'll it put in some a, way. It made sense to them, I think. To them, to whoever came up with it. Like, there was some sense behind it. But good lord, man! Just Tony's—he's re- oh, real excited okay. about this thunderstorm name. I think <laughs> I could just imagine him sitting there, just pounding white claws, and just being like, "Wait a minute!" I think thunder. I think storm. we have a. Oh my god! I think we have a lot of people listening to this show mm-hmm. that watch the boys like you and I do. Yeah. And Tony Khan was sitting at home watching the boys <laughs> and heard hashtag home light. Yeah. And it's like I've got it. Thunderstorm. Thunderstorm. Book it. It's got to be it. Yeah. It's gotta, I don't yeah, care if she's the champion. She needs to be the tag team. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Let's see. I I mean, I don't even know if you can follow that. Yeah. I mean, if we have to, at least it's John Moxley. Did the Brody King match live up to what, to your expectations? You know, it was kind of like the, uh, the Penda match and that I was kind of bored. Like I, I mm-hmm. found myself not paying attention to it. And then um, I went back and watched it today and it was a better match than I gave it credit for. Like it, there was nothing wrong with it. It just, it just, for some reason, I think, I think they just didn't, I think they assumed people would be really into Brody King and people yeah. hadn't really thought of him as anything other than the guy who stands behind Malachi black. Brody King is really interesting to me because to me, he, there's one similarity to Luchasaurus and only a slight similarity. Mm-hmm. And that is both of them are monsters, yeah. but both of them use a lot of moves that monster heels don't yeah. use. And specifically with Brody King, there's something about his face to mm-hmm. me. Only, like I haven't discussed this with anybody that, that, that he doesn't, his face doesn't, isn't the face of a monster yeah. heel for some he reason. Gets the blank he should face. be. Yeah. He's, he's got a big beard. I don't know. It's like he doesn't, his face isn't playing the same character his body is. Yeah. And that throws me off a little bit. Please tell me if I sound crazy. Like, no, people I listening, think you're right. Like, tag me on Twitter yeah. and tell me if you think there's something there. Like, it's kind of like in, in dance. Mm-hmm. Like, you sell a dance with your face, yeah. with eye contact. Right. And there's something about his face that isn't menacing. It's not being menacing. Yeah. It's being just the real guy, Brody King. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it comes off as casual or friendly or what, not friendly. (laughs) It doesn't come off like the monster heel. He needs to be to really, because the idea of that match was better than the match. Right. And, and it wasn't a bad match. It wasn't a bad match. No, the moves were done well, but there was something with the face, not connecting with there. And I think that's a real thing in pro wrestling. There's similarities there with theater Mm -hmm. and with dance in your face has to sell. Right. Moves. And it's not even the thing where it's like, you know, you see like really inexperienced wrestlers who you can mm-hmm. see them processing the match in their head. Like, you know, where yeah. you can see them thinking about the match, you know, it's not that yeah. he's not doing that. It's no, just sort of a it's blank. Not that. He's not green. Yeah. It's just sort of a blank look. Yeah. I, I really hadn't thought about that until you pointed it out. But I think that's, think I think about it. Yeah. If you rewatch that match yeah. and it feels it feels disconnected from his actual character. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like his he's got not 
this is going to sound so stupid, people. It, it's almost like he's kind of got like nice eyes or something, <laughs> and his eyes don't look menacing to he's me. He's too dreamy, and it's he's his, his eyes. He's too clearly dreamy. too too dreamy yeah. a man. Uh, but <laughs> no, it's just there's something about it, and I feel yeah. like it's it's in the face. And yeah, tell me if I sound crazy, or tell me if you think I'm onto something, and and help us figure out exactly what that is. Yeah. Because it's something I've been thinking of, I've been thinking on for a while. Because oddly, I feel like Buddy Matthews embodies his character right now a little better yeah, than Brody King I, does. I would agree. Even though Brody has the body, has the look with all the tattoos uh-huh. and he's giant, and he has cool moves. The whole like flip into the corner, yeah. I love that. Yeah, but it's not hitting home like it should. Because right. he sh- he should seem. Mm-hmm. Almost like a big John stud mm-hmm. to Moxley's. He's home. a little more Vader. He should seem, yeah, he should seem a little more menacing, yeah. like a little more dangerous because yeah. of his size and his move sets. Yeah. Either way, um, not as cool as I thought it would yep. be. Okay, let's see. What what do we need to talk about on Rampage? Um, Athena and Chris had a promo. It was a promo. Yeah. Um, oh, the turn of Jonathan Gresham. Yep. And now he is with Tully Blanchard, and that is awesome. Yeah. He now has – so Tully now has his Ric Flair yep. type, his really good wrestler, who is not a bad promo at all, yep. along with Brian Cage and his, like, Samoan tag team. I, right. I, I don't know if they're exactly Samoan. Yeah, yeah, his they're, island yeah. tag team of monsters. Yeah. That's a really – like, if we get to see them all together, which – that was an issue with Tully's last mm-hmm. group that you didn't always see the pinnacle together. Mm-hmm. Like that's a really good faction right there. A real good faction. Yeah. I really like them putting Tully in ROH as a key guy. I thought I, I there was something I was sniffing out the heel turn early. Uh, you know, it was just uh, the way they were building up that tag match that like Gresham could go heel. But what I, I thought Gresham- it was going to be was he would, he would team up with uh, Lethal and reform the the foundation group they had in ROH because he was still calling himself the foundation. And but I love Tully being the main heel manager with that jacket in the yeah. yeah. Oh, I want a I want a Tully Blanchard Enterprises jacket. Like I That's want exactly that jacket I so bad. I saw him come yeah. out. Yeah, I'm like I yeah yeah. Maybe maybe I'll get to see some jackets here since you you bought the hook merch for me. <laughs> um. If they have the jackets, I'm buying a jacket. Um, I think it's a good move. And traditionally, you're fa- you're you've got your baby face in peril, your little baby faces. But for some reason, Jonathan Gresham is so so shockingly small, and I and he doesn't have that goofiness of a John Silver that helps get that him mm-hmm. over. I feel like heel is the way to go with him. Um, to make to 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 make his I don't know what am I trying to say. He is he's a ten out of ten pro wrestler, yeah. but he's so small. Mm-hmm. When he is, if he's facing a guy six three, mm-hmm. it kind of like bends the credibility mm-hmm. there. But if he's a heel and being a little heelish bit. Yeah. and doing cheats a little bit yeah. or bends the rules a little right. bit, you know, holds everybody till the end of that five mm-hmm. count. It, it it gives more credence to him staying competitive and being better and winning matches. That maybe is a face. It might be, 
you know, yeah. it might be a little harder for some. I was thinking about that because if accept. because if he's a face, then you can have him go against monsters, and it's like he's the scrappy underdog. Yeah, who who outsmarts them. Yeah, but but he's so small, right? And to defend titles, like you can't put him with like I'm trying to imagine, and I'm sure they've faced each other at some point, maybe, but like Samoa Joe versus Jonathan Gresham, like who's gonna buy yeah. that? But exactly. if he's totally Blanchard, but right. if he is cheating, yep. Mm-hmm. And again, he doesn't even need to necessarily cheat. He just needs to be an asshole. Hold yeah. the moves too long. Yeah, exactly. Not Saber. let go yeah. of an ankle lock a little too long. Yeah, right. exact Saber, exactly. Use some sneaky, he just needs sneaky to be tricks. an asshole yeah. deal. Yeah, I like it. I think it's a really good move. And Tully is so great. Um, I am really excited to see ROH when it's its own show mm-hmm. and not just a major part of Rampage every week. Yeah. That's interesting um, how it's like 30 minutes of Rampage things. is just the ROH show. Yeah, exactly. And knowing now that Colt Cabana is probably going to be there, knowing that I'm assuming Brian Cage is going to be there, um, we're building up a pretty solid roster, and I'm excited to see what this what happens when we have an entire hour every week right. that is ROH. And uh, I can't wait for it. I, I really hope we get that announcement on the pay-per-view. Yeah. All right. Do you want to preview? <laughs> it's just, yeah. Well, I was just yeah. looking at the notes ahead. Um, okay. Let's see. Anything else? Um, you know, Serena Deeb and Mercedes Martinez, I really wish they hadn't just had an elevation match. Yeah. I really wish it would have been somebody a little more, even a Willow Nightingale right. would have been yeah. better than Kayla Sparks yeah. and Christina Someone to give them a little more trouble. Which, yeah. Christina Marie, they clearly had two hats, only first names. Before she walked out, they had her pick one name from each hat. That was her name. Yeah. That's the only explanation for that. <laughs> Let's see. And Orange Cassie versus Tony Nese was awesome. Yep. Really liked it. Yep. And that was Rampage, everybody. Yep. Um. Let's see. Okay. Anything good on Dark or Dino, Dark or Elevation this week? Didn't even watch him this week i didn't either i haven't had the time lately yeah. since i've started this new job and that sucks because i really i liked finding some gyms in there for people to see so hopping ahead to should have been on dynamite this week it was a match that, that just happened and it was speedball mike bailey versus Takeshta, and i only saw a little bit of it and i can't wait to watch what can't wait to watch the whole match and as impact picks up really good people mm-hmm. um like Speedball Mike Bailey, like the Briscoes, I really hate that that working relationship is not active. I feel like it's not officially over. Yeah. It's just not active Dormant. right now. Yeah. And I would really like to see Speedball Mike Bailey uh, versus a couple people in AEW, and that particularly would have been a great match to have on Dynamite. And apparently where, it would have made more sense than him wrestling Eddie Kingston. Right. <laughs> where, was, <laughs> where, where was that match? The speedball match? Honestly, don't even. Oh, okay, remember. I just search it. I, I mean, I think it was. It I th- yeah, yeah. I'm pretty much all in on any Takeshita match now. Yeah. Have you seen much speedball? I really haven't. I've heard so much great things about him for a long time. He was he was one of the best things on Mania Week. Yeah. Like every match he was in, and every show, every company he was in it. Everyone, yeah. all women show speedball Mike Bailey. <laughs> every, like, um, so. That's one one of the, like I try and see him whenever I get a chance. Yeah. 
Let's see. Taka. All right. Let's see. Uh, West Coast Pro. Okay. It was West. Wait, no. That wasn't it. Um, here we go. I'll just Google Speedball Takesta. Apparently, they've wrestled before. Oh, okay. I'm getting, getting older a lot. Like, but I know they. Like in DC. I saw it. Like, and it was new. Exactly. Let's see. Here we go. <laughs> this is like, I need Here to shuffle go. papers like Dave Meltzer or something. That's exactly right. We need to get you some papers. Yeah. Or at the very least, you can pretend to attack me like um, Brody Lee. Yeah, right. Jersey Championship Wrestling presented the Great American Birthday Bash. That was where it was. The Great American Birthday Bash. I think I'm wrong. Either way, they wrestled this weekend. It was really good. Okay. Seek it out. I'm confusing everybody. I'm confusing myself. <laughs> I hit a wall like five minutes yeah. ago. I'm done talking about that. You had some really good ones. You've got some really good should have been. on. Yeah, Dynamite. one of them, like, it should be on Dynamite next week because it wouldn't have worked actually mm-hmm. tonight. But uh, the Briscoes on Twitter responding to the FTR challenge is is uh, really great. Uh, you know, and listen, yeah. I didn't think it was one of their better promos, but it no, was a great promo. the first one of this round. Absolutely. Yeah. They should absolutely air it. I don't think they're gonna because I don't think yeah. they can. I'll tell you what but it the was two things really, that made really it great, great for me. Number one was uh Jay Briscoe being mad that they didn't call them to tell him they were gonna yeah. to Because they're tied yeah. They tied up the phone lines. Right. They thought something was wrong with the chickens. Them. They're running they're running a farm. Right. They got they got business to take care of. They did appreciate the shout yeah. out. They liked that. Yeah. But they would have yeah. liked to head. And then the other thing that made it great, That's which was great. the thing that put it over the top for me, was uh, as the process of the promo was going through, Mark Briscoe is just slowly preparing a glass of chocolate milk. <laughs> One of my favorite Briscoe promos, and I've tried to find it on YouTube, and it's on YouTube, but I could not find it last time I looked, was in- involved a can of Campbell's Chunky Soup. And they referenced that Campbell's Chunky Soup throughout the promo. Yeah. And if anybody can find that, please send it to it's me like on Twitter. Savage's at Peppermint uh, Fatty. Yeah, like it's an all-time like Randy Savage's all-time uh, creamer, creamer coffee creamer thing where he kept pulling out yeah. the coffee creamer. And I don't even think it was for an epic match. Like I don't think it was for anybody special. Yep. But it it's was what they it do. Was my favorite Briscoe's promo of all yep. time. Then my other should have been like, done. They incorporate food yeah. really well. <laughs> they do. It's from it's from working on a they farm. They really do. Yeah. All right, so we got a lot. We got a good week coming up ahead of us. I am oddly interested. I have no interest in Jake Hager in pro wrestling at all. Zero. I am oddly interested in Claudio versus versus yeah. Hager. I, I, I'm excited, and I don't know why. I have no clue why. I think it's going to be good. I think it could be good. Yeah. I, I again, I probably don't ever want to see it again after that's that. Safe, but yeah, that's a safer way they to get say this, that. They get this one. Yeah. yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah. I, I said I think it's going to be. You said it could be good. Could be good. Much safer statement. Much safer. I think it'll probably be good. Um. <clears throat> wait. Okay. I clearly missed something but, on Dynamite. The loathsome Christian Cage? That's what. Is that. I, you know, I don't think that's official. But that's just how. It, it cracked me up that that's how Excalibur announced it. He luchasaurus like in action and we'll hear from the loathsome Christian Cage. <laughs> I like the loathsome Christian Cage much more than the cold-hearted, handsome devil. Yes, that's book. true. That is true. Yeah. Oh my god. 
Let's see. We've got uh, Anna Jay versus Serena Deeb. Yeah, that could. So Anna yeah. Jay's going to lose a match. Right. That's that's solid. Now this. Oh my God. Yeah. The 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 triple or nothing mm-hmm. tag team match that could be great. This could be. Great. I think it will be really good. Yeah. Swerve and Keith Lee, Hobbs and Stark, who are been have been phenomenal mm-hmm. lately. FTR chance, mm-hmm. the Young Bucks. Yeah. It's everything you need to match that isn't FTR. Yep. Yeah, I think that'll be super fun. I I do agree that it was like, why are the Young Bucks challenging two of their top contenders to? I I have a plus and a minus okay. for that, a pro and a con. The con is, if you're the champions, why would you ever want to pick a match right. that you could lose without being in exactly. the ring, number one? Right. And why would you challenge two major competitors? Yeah. And I think the idea is these two teams have so much animosity between yeah. them. They're going to be focused on each other and not the young right. bucks. And they could simply just find their opportunity you know, and win. Ha- yeah. like, I have a feeling Hobbs and Stark are going to kill Keith Lee at some point, mm-hmm. And a young buck hops in the ring, pin like schoolboys even and yeah. it's one, two, three. And theoretically, if they're number two and three in the rankings, you've knocked out nearly half your top five in one match which i i think i i like their thing about the double or nothing talking about you guys had a great match double uh, well i i didn't like the stars talk but uh when they um for me it would have made more storyline sense if they had said you guys have a match and then as soon as your matches it's double or nothing you have to win twice or not at all if you you guys face each other and then when that match is immediately over we will defend the titles against the winner and have it be two matches uh but this will be this will be great this will be good this will be good this will be a really good match okay then we've got on rampage jonathan gresham versus lee moriarty after they tagged this week a gun club interview it should be really good the return of private party. I didn't realize they were gone until right. I saw their names right there. They've been gone for They've a little while. They've been gone for a little while, yeah. Um, and still AEW with Andrade, really I guess. S- I guess he's still got the yeah. Andrade family office going. I guess so. Um, I'm wondering, though, if they might get kicked out because they're – okay. There is a photo circulating on the internet uh-huh. of Jose, Andrade, mm-hmm. Roosh, and an arm. An arm in like a red suit. Oh. And a lot of people are speculating it's a new member of this group. And I'm wondering Dragon Lee. if we don't have private party come out uh-huh. and then Rouge and Andrade come out and then they bring in their new guy and they all basically super kick the private party and kick them out. Oh, I think that's what I'd like because I, I would like that, too. I want separation from Andrade yes. from the AHF. Right. There you should let be separation here. And the thing is, private party are too talented mm-hmm. to be in a loser group. Right. We need that loser group to be over. Um, also, I like. I think the bunny's too talented to be in a loser group. Yeah. And that was a loser group. Yeah. And so, but no, AEW is so secretive with injuries. Like, yeah. I don't know how long they've been out. I don't remember the yeah, last time I saw I came, them. It feels like I years. came across a website today that was like the uh, uh, AEW injured list. And like, we'll update this every week with the injuries. And when you'd go do it, it's basically like CM Punk leg unknown. Like it's, it's <laughs> every one of them was like, you know, this is what just have their I name. And it would say injury unknown timeout unknown. <laughs> 
I need to have a list of every AEW wrestler and then just 30 boxes next to it and every rampage, every dynamite, I check off who was all mm-hmm. on. So we I can see who has not been there yeah. for weeks because they will never tell no. us. They're never going to tell yeah. us so and so is injured. Mm-hmm. Um which at one point I I wanted to pitch the idea of like a, like almost like a almost like a sports center segment where every week on YouTube they covered all the injuries yeah. whether they were right. kayfabe or not, right. but they're like clearly the fantasy injuries, fantasy football. Yeah, you could do the real ones yeah. and the fake ones all all together. Yeah. Um very pro wrestling. Okay, what am I missing here? What else? Uh, July 20th. Yeah, July 20th is the barbed wire match oh. with, with I love this, Jericho Appreciation Society suspended in a shark cage, and they specifically said because it is Discovery's Shark Week. Corporate synergy is kicking in. Yeah, it is. Yep, they're doing also, a Shark Week tie-in. I don't even know what to say about that. I'm, I'm glad Discovery's all in on yep. this. Um, I would have preferred a ring, a, a ring hoisted above a giant shark tank. Oh, so if you fall out, yeah. you immediately are eaten and you yes. die. Um, but this isn't bad. We've had a lot of shark, like pro wrestling has a long history of shark cages. Yeah. I've seen Jim Cornette in so many shark cages yep. above so many rings. Um, a lot of dudes to put in a it. shark cage though. Yeah. But also this next Wednesday's Fighter Fest. That's right. And I'm wondering when is it a little too soon to do another special event? Because we just had what was the last one? Uh, um, Road Rager. It wasn't Beat Road the Blast. Rager. Road Rager. Yeah. We just had Road Rager. Yeah. And this is one week in between. And now we've got Fighter Fest. I think they should be spread out a yeah, little yeah. bit more. They need to be like at um, least once a month or something. Yeah. One thing about Death Before Dishonor, which is coming up July 23rd, mm-hmm. is people are tying this into the conversations with um, with Discovery and with Warner Media over um, basically Warner Media thinks they should do more pay per views, yeah. and it's believed this is a test, yeah. like this happening, right? Because now this is twice we're getting back to back pay per views, yep. and that is unusual. We're about to have four pay per views in what two months. Three months, uh, May, June, July. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a lot for. I mean, that's how many pay per views AEW yeah. did. You would last have done three year. and eight weeks with uh, Death yeah. Before Dishonor, and then uh, All Out is no uh, September fourth, so not even that far after that. Because we had Forbidden Forbidden Door was only separated from the previous pay per view by one mm-hmm. month, and now we're one month. We're not, yeah. yeah, so three and basically three and eight yeah. weeks. Um. But yeah, I'm buying it because of the Briscoes. Hundred percent, they're getting my twenty nine ninety nine. That's a it's a good price for this show. You know, nineteen ninety nine would feel too cheap and make it feel small time. Mm-hmm. Fifty nine dollars is too yep. much for a show that doesn't have television other than half of Rampage. Right. Good price. Yep. And let's see, go. You want to run down the rest of the show outside of uh, outside of the Briscoes versus FDR? Yeah, Samoa Joe versus Jay Lethal for the ROH TV title. Which no mm-hmm. surprise. Wheeler Yuta versus Daniel Garcia for the ROH Pure title. That should be a lot of fun. That should that should be, be a lot a of fun. And then Mercedes. This is a prediction, but it's pretty obvious. Mercedes Martinez versus Serena Deeb for the women's title. And past that, I don't know. I'm sure we'll. Uh, I'm sure we're going to get some more. Clearly, we're going to have. Like I feel like Tully Blanchard's tag team has to be doing something. Yeah. 
And so I'm sure we're going to get a tag team against them. I wouldn't be surprised if Lee Moriarty's a part of that tag team with someone else who's going to absolutely lose. Yep. I could see that happening. If Colt Cabana's been moved over, I'd love a Colt Cabana match, even if it's against Brian Cage. Um, you think Serena Deeb's winning that title? I think so. Yeah, I do. I think so, too. And it's a shame Mercedes didn't. I, did she get to defend the title once on AEW? Uh, no. Yeah, she defend. She did some defenses on. Um, she defended against Willow Nightingale, yeah, didn't she? She did, and then she did okay. some elevation and dark defenses too. Okay, good deal. <laughs> Got battle of the belts August fifth, yep. all out September fourth. Um, Grand Slam Wednesday, December twenty first. AEW is not slowing down, no, man. This is this they're, their they're busy going. season. Yes, yeah. it is, and that's smart to get in as much as you can before football yep. season. And I'm going to be arriving. To me, that's that's the move. I'm going to be arriving in New York City approximately 18 hours after Grand Slam ends. I love that your wife shut that down completely. so fast. That makes yeah. That makes not even going in for a second. The ask. speed of it makes me no. Yeah, I, I to me that cracks me up, and I love it. Yeah. Um. She thing is, she was so great at um at Double or Nothing. Yeah. Having a good time. Yep, but I like did. that like that was that happened. That is in yep. the past now. That's right. She did that. Yep. Yep. She you know what? She did her duty. She as did loving wife. She did. And and she might do that again in five to ten years. Maybe. <laughs> well maybe for the for the uh, for the Nick Wayne world title match, we'll we'll uh That's exactly I'll get right. her there for that. Let's see. All right. I think that's about it. We done should have been on Dynamite. I think that's yep. everything. Um Looking back on this week, one last thing. Uh-huh. What what was your favorite moment? Was it Wardlow? Was it FTR calling out the Briscoes, which was 100% mm-hmm. mine? For me, was it, it was Danhausen the... cursing. <laughs> thing, these curses, like <clears throat> cursing Tony Nese and the curse working. That was pretty good. For me, it was the Takeshita match. I, I'm just so excited about that so guy. Good. Just getting him to see great matches. Uh, that, yeah, that was it. He was. I like that Takeshita... Takeshita was unexpected. Yeah. And it's always great to see. It's kind of like when Daniel Garcia debuted. Mm-hmm. And it's like, where the hell did this guy come right. from? All of a sudden he's winning the he's winning uh Battle of New New Battle of Los yeah. Angeles. He's 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 this amazing technical wrestler, and I'd never heard of him yeah. before. And all of a sudden you start hearing of him everywhere. Just like I had never heard of Takeshita. Yeah. Not once ever in my life. And all of a sudden he gets AW and he's only having awesome matches. I think, and they're throwing him in with guys like Adam Page, mm-hmm. with Eddie Kingston, guys who he can have mm-hmm. awesome matches mm-hmm. against. And the surprise of that and the discovery of somebody new, that makes me really happy. And I love that that's something, whether whether intentionally or unintentionally, that AEW gives us pretty often. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, that's a great answer in Takeshita. All right, everybody. From me, from Kevin Ely, from everybody here at Fight Game Media, have a great week, and we hope to see you back here next Monday. Have a good one, everybody.